the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Friday. I hope it finds you well. Friday, baby. Yeah, that means uh, it's almost time for the weekend. Uh, congratulations to the Nuggets. Apparently, uh, that time off uh, did not affect them as they handled business. I will say, I, I didn't watch it, uh, but. Uh, in between uh, things that I was doing, I, I would I would check in, you know, I, I'd check in, see how it was going. Uh, Denver controlled that game from from the get go. But I will say this: people were fired up. That crowd was was definitely rocking. Uh, I think I, I I think that I think the Nuggets got this thing in in hand. I really do. They they look like the the better team, and I know this is the the first time. Uh, that the Nuggets are, are in the, in the finals. So that's always exciting. I remember when the Diamondbacks, uh, went to the finals. Obviously the Suns, we were in the finals a few years ago. That, it's always exciting, uh, to see that. So for all you Nugget fans out there, that was the only thing I was really worried about. I'm like, wow. Cause they swept the Lakers and then the, the Celtics and the Heat went seven. I'm like, man, they haven't played in a few weeks. Maybe that's going to be a problem. Jason, wasn't a problem. Wasn't a problem. It was a problem for the Rockies. I was I was worried about the Celtics winning because uh, I remember when the Rockies made their World Series run. It was you know that magical run, winning 22 out of 23, and then uh, they uh, they they uh, swept all the playoff series. I think going in, and uh, so they 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 swept in four. Well, the the Indians. Uh, I know they're not called the Indians anymore, but the Indians and the Red Sox. It was three one Indians. And the Boston team came back and won that series and then swept the Rockies. So I was like, oh, I wonder if the Celtics are going to do the same thing to the to the Nuggets. Well, the Heat, yeah, the Heat, because the Heat were, uh, in, in, yeah, beat the Celtics. Yeah, so uh, very interesting. Uh, but uh, that didn't seem to be a problem. So they're off to a good start. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, it is Friday, 800-951-0592. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. And, man, it was all about the jobs number today, and it was a big one. So, it, and again, right, we keep getting this data, no rate hike data, rate hike. The, the headline number screams more rate. Matter of fact, it doesn't scream one more rate. It, this screams like, hey, there's going to be multiple rate hikes. And then all kinds of weird information coming out. After the number, because uh, 300, according to the government, 339,000 jobs created in the month of May, uh, which was way above. I think, Jason, the number was 190,000. Uh, this was above uh, anybody's high estimate in, in the couple of weird things. Because you got to remember, now, there's two different reports that combine into the jobs number. So this is the government side, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They give you, hey, this is how many jobs were created. 
Right? That, that's that's them. But then you get the unemployment rate from the household survey. And this is where things got very, very, very interesting in, I guess, the, the details of that jobs number. And, and it really is, it, it, it's, it's a complex problem when, when we look at these headlines because the headline numbers was out of this world. But then in the household survey, what the household survey said was, hey, we weren't creating any new jobs at least not for native-born, and that most of the jobs that were created in this jobs report were people that already had a job getting another job. In other words, and not leaving, not leaving their job. They had to get a second job. A lot of them, this was actually job number three, but um, it, it really was. It's a complicated problem. I, I don't know. Uh, where this number really lies, um, it makes sense to me that we have a lot of people in order to, to pay the bills and, right, there's no more free money out there, uh, that they're going to have to go out there and, and, and have to work two or three jobs. But, uh, the household survey, the unemployment rate went up. From 3.5 to 3.7, and you're like, wait a minute, we created almost, you know, 300, almost 350,000 jobs, and yet they're saying the unemployment rate went up. And Jason, this is this is kind of the the big divergence in the number. The headline number smoking hot, then in the details, everyone's kind of left going, well, okay, which one is it, right? Or is the household survey wrong? Is the government wrong? Or and I think this one, I think they're both right. I absolutely do. I think there are uh, millions and millions of people having to work multiple jobs. Uh, one of the things that was really interesting in the household survey, native-born workers, no new jobs, none. Foreign-born workers, all-time record high. And I'm wondering, is that a lot of these illegals coming over the border? I mean, it can't just be uh, the H-1B-1 visa workers, but uh, foreign-born uh, workers at a new all-time high in this report. Yeah, Joe, I think there's a lot of factors to, to more jobs being created to help pay the bills. You know, you said multiple jobs, but I think there's some people with first-time jobs, you know, kids getting out of high school, and maybe, hey, maybe I won't go to college this year. We uh, we can't pay the bills here. I'll stay home and and work and help these bills that we seem to be short on. So there's, there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on, you know. So I think there was people that were sitting on their butts not working, and now they have to work. And this swell of jobs that I think is coming, Joe, it, it will subside at one point. At one point... Those jobs, no matter how much they want them, aren't going to be there. And then, then you'll get that recession or that depression that's, that's heading our way. It's created quite an interesting topic. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Friday. Wrapping up the week here. A uh, quick look at the markets. The Dow, which has been... Having a tough couple of weeks, uh, doing what the Dow does up 550 points. Uh, the S&P's up 35. The Nasdaq's up 120. Uh, gold's down 11, uh, 11, or 11, 1965. 
Uh, silver's down 15 cents, $23.85. If you're like, man, you know what? I don't know. I'm tired of the nonsense. Uh, I, I just, uh, all of this data conflicts the other. Uh, it's time for me to, to check out and do something different with my money. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about it now. We're, we're about three years in where the Dow is basically at 33,000, right? And everyone's really waiting for the Fed to break things with more rate hikes. Uh, maybe you want to check out uh, our good friends over at Y-Refi. It's not correlated to Wall Street. Doesn't care. Doesn't care about jobs number. Hey, it doesn't care if native board workers didn't get any jobs. They don't care if if the foreigners are doing all the work. They don't care about rate hikes. Great fixed rates of returns. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to? How many how many times have you not looked? Hey, I don't even want to look at my 401k or my IRA statement. I don't even want to look at it because I know it's going to be ugly. Uh, you don't have that issue with Y-Refi. Check them out. Invest, Y-Refi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or call them at 888-Y-Refi-24. 888-Y-Refi-24. So uh, let's go back into the data. The headline number, huge, 339,000. The problem was the household survey said the opposite, right? They said that employment tumbled by 310,000. It's kind of weird that they're almost identical, right? Hey, the government says we gained. The household said, no, we didn't. Uh, And really, that could simply be the amount of people getting part-time work, getting a second or third job doubled. Well, people, other people just flat out lost their jobs. Now, I'm tracking my three friends. Remember, I've got a, a, a golf group. There's 12 of us, and I told you, in the last six weeks now, three of them have been let go, and this was just layoffs. None of them have a job yet, and they're all native-born workers, right? But but uh, uh, they, there's been a few interviews, uh, but no jobs yet. Uh, I'll keep you posted. Now, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they did say that native-born workers dropped by 369,000 in this month. That's kind of, that's weird, right? Wait, wait a minute. You said we created 339,000 jobs, and yet native-born workers lost 369,000 jobs, which kind of correlates to what the household survey said, right? The household survey said, hey, there's 310,000 less jobs, which is why the unemployment rate went up. But here's what they said. The number of foreign-born workers rose by by almost the same amount. Uh, The native-born workers now, 130,744,000. That is about the exact same as before COVID. So go back to 2019. That number really hasn't changed. Matter of fact, that number also is pretty much right where it was in January. So, Jason, the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, is saying that, yeah, for native-born workers, the employment rate, the amount of people employed has remained the same. 
all the growth has been in the foreign-born workers, which now totals 30,359,000 foreign-born workers being employed. And I'm just, I'm guessing here. I know that a lot of them are uh, H-1B-1 visa workers, but I'm imagining the influx at the border, uh, a lot of these people are working, it looks like. Yeah, Joe, and I mentioned it yesterday, and I, I think with foreign workers, it's it, it more than pertains to what we're talking because you have you know job gains in that category and job losses in domestic, you know, uh, native workers. Um, I, I said yesterday, I think uh, a lot of businesses are shaving uh, workers and putting somebody lower paid in that position. So of course, foreign workers, you know, that's that's a very easy way to, one to do because a lot of foreign workers. They, they live in a uh, lower standard of living uh, housing. You know, maybe they might be sharing the housing uh, costs with several families and things of this nature. And uh, so that the only way to get someone to work for less money is somebody that's working and has a lower standard of living. So you have the guy that's, let's just say, the McDonald's manager. Well, you know, the, the base manager. I'm not talking about the general manager or the guy that's the franchise manager. The guy that's just kind of overseeing several shifts a week over, you know, over that, that, that restaurant. You might be getting 22 an hour or 25 an hour. I don't know. I don't know what they're paying managers, you know, first-level managers. If you got somebody, you know, really all the manager at McDonald's does essentially is he knows how to run the entire store, all the different places. You know, he's, he's the experienced guy. He knows how to run all the stations. Well, if you have somebody else that's been there a while, they could do all that, and they're, working, they're earning, I don't know, 17 an hour. You say, hey, I'll, I'll make you the manager. We're going to move this other guy somewhere else, and, uh, and we'll pay you 19 well, you got a 22 or 25 dollar an hour guy. You get rid of that. You put the, the 19 dollar an hour guy. And I think this is going on all over the place, Joe. There, this is, I think, the way you see the job gains and the job loss at the same time. I think foreign workers is a major part of it. But I think even with native workers, Joe, your, your friends, they might have been axed just for a cheaper, uh, a cheaper white guy, so to speak, right? Well, I, I'll say this. I know one of them was. I know one of them was absolutely uh, that. That was absolutely the case, but. When we're looking at this, and again, I'm, I'm looking for the birth, death model jobs. I'm not able to find it. Up, we'll probably learn that on Monday. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot in this report that that leaves you scratching your head. Uh, the hours worked fell a little bit, uh, which obviously that plays into people working part time, multiple part time jobs. Uh, but nonetheless, that was the number, right? You can't do anything. The number is what they say it is. They also went back and added 93,000 jobs uh, to the March and April numbers, uh, you know, total of 93 between the revised both of those months higher. And right now we have a very interesting dynamic playing out ever since COVID, which kind of just tells you something's not right. The divergence between the household survey and the Bureau of Labor Statistics jobs number hit a new all-time record high. Uh, and, 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 and again, I think they both could be right, Jason. I really do. I think that I have no doubt that tons of people are working two and three jobs. I have no doubt that that Foreign-born workers are, are, are working at the highest levels. And, and I also have no doubt that certain jobs, are, the layoffs are happening, and those people aren't finding work. So there, I think, you know, 
The reason the unemployment rate shot up is because those people, hey, I lost my job and I'm not able to get another one. Uh, and, and, of course, the, my three friends, not that it matters, but it's worth noting, they're, they're all college graduates. They all got their degrees right there. They're well-educated. And, Jason, they're having a hard time finding work. Yeah, it's it's where you college or no college, uh, you need to figure out your importance in the world you're in. Uh, and you better be honest because if, if you're if you're replaceable or very easily replaceable, you better make yourself not replaceable or very hard to replace. Because you know it doesn't matter if you're the uh, two hundred thousand dollar exec that can just be replaced, or if you're the uh, the little you know, McDonald's manager at twenty two bucks an hour, you'll get replaced if there's a cheaper way to replace you. These businesses, it's it, uh, for better or for worse, whether you you get mad at the corporations or not, they have to make money or they don't exist. You know, that McDonald's shuts down if it doesn't make money. So if it has to cut em- employment costs, it will do so. That's just that's just no matter how much uh, you know, the, the television, the liberal media, and everything try to tell you how we need to be in a utopian world where everybody works together. When it comes to business, unfortunately, no matter how how woke some of these businesses are going, if the bills aren't getting paid, things get shut down, and that's happening well, right what, now. What, that's happening right now. What what a great way to fight inflation. Yeah. If I can, if I can take a guy that's making a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand a year, and I can replace him with somebody that's making seventy-five thousand dollars a year, right? That hey, that that's just a great way uh, to combat inflation. What we'll to see? And again, this number uh, much higher. Uh, let, let, let's not kid ourselves. Much higher than the Federal Reserve wanted. Uh, uh, I know Metzer, who she is a voting member, she was out saying, I see no reason to pause rate hikes, Jason. And, and right now, uh, when we look at all the economic data out, at least this week, I agree with her. There's no reason to pause. Remember, the, the, the two mandates that they have, just looking at the mandates, mandate number one, stable prices. They don't have that, right? We've got way too much inflation. Mandate number two, full employment. Well, even here, this was a, a high number, 3.7. Right? That's way below average, right? Anything under five is considered good. Anything under four is considered unsustainable. Right? As a matter of fact, they don't like the number that low because that means it's going to be inflationary. So they need that number to get higher. Based on those two metrics, Jason, they should absolutely raise rates. Here's the problem. Those, them raising rates hurts more banks again, right? Those raising rates, I mean, uh, it, it, it's amazing the, the predicament that they're in. Uh, damned if they do, damned if they don't. Well, I'll say this, the job gains probably is a much stronger indication of the inflation. They can't have tons of job gains. That just, that just, what you just mapped out. It just shows the inflation. So you can't ease back on inflation if, if, uh, all these businesses are, are scaling back their employment cost by firing people and putting new people in place. It's when they fire people and don't replace them that they can consider pausing, right, Joe? So, so the, uh, job losses on Thursdays obviously will tell you when they need to probably stop. But more importantly, they got to see the job gains stop because you know if they're still employing and, and you know and going full steam, then well that that means inflation is still running. And with this 
with this new deal for the government to go spend more money, who knows? Who knows how hot inflation can still be running uh, here in the next six months, year, two uh, years. Uh, and so yeah, on. I'm going to say this. Uh, I think you're right. The Thursday jobless claims number way too low. Now, when we got that 260 number, we thought, okay, here we got something. And then, of course, oh, wait, Massachusetts had fraud and it screwed it all over. The real number is about 230. That's not high enough. I mean, it's higher than what it was. Right, you go back, you go back to January, February, uh, there was a lot of weeks where that number was below 200,000. Right, so 230 is higher, but Jason, not high enough. Absolutely, I think there's, uh, unfortunately, they have to pause, they need to pause. I don't think they can. Uh, uh, the data is not working in their favor. Uh, but well, it'll be interesting, so we'll have to wait and see. That We'll know here in a couple of weeks. What's going to happen? Uh, but uh, as an example, so the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they, they released a bunch of data. And one of the things that caught my eye uh, was they, they released inflation data for some items going back to 1977. So 1977, I was like seven, right? I'm seven years old in 1977. And they did it for snacks. Now, who doesn't like snacks? Right? I love snacks, right? You know, you're thinking Frito-Lay, right, uh, potato chips and candy bars. And it was so funny because my wife and I, I we were talking in the car the other day when uh, and she said, I remember when candy bars were like 33 cents. And I kind of laughed. I said, well, I remember when they were 15 cents. Right, of course, now a candy bar, $1.79. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. I've got a killer special today. Uh, I don't have a ton of them, but we've got about 100, 120 $5 liberties. Now, you, you know, uh, for most of this year, we've been telling you how, hey, $10 liberties are cheaper than $20 liberties, right? So the two half-ounce gold pieces is less than a one-ounce, which every once in a while, and Jason will tell you this, Jason's been doing this long enough. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years, and that used to happen maybe two or three times a year for a day or two, maybe a week. Two at the most, where you could get two tens for less than a 20. Today, I've got a hundred, let's call it $125 liberties. That's a quarter ounce. Four $5 liberties would be less than a 20. Uh, the, I, I will tell you, I know that's happened at least once. The first time that I was doing a show, and I was doing it uh, by myself, and I want to say uh, my father-in-law was still working here. It was Eric and me, my father-in-law, and there was this deal on $5 Liberties that came up, uh, and I was doing the afternoon show, and it came up, and I was like, oh, my, oh my gosh. Four five dollar libs is less than a twenty. I'm gonna 
I'm going to sell it, right? And I went out there and I, I sold it. And it was the first time I remember where all the phone lines were lit up. Because, you know, I can see the phone lines uh, in the office. So I know it's happened once before. And, and I'm sure it's it it's may have happened a handful of times over the 20 years. Now, Jason, you've been here, what, almost five years now? Have you ever had a time where we've run uh for, you know, getting five dollar, four, five dollar liberties for less than a twenty. Has that has it happened? I think it happened once when I first came on in 2018 or 19. I think once. If, if I remember, if my, my memory is uh, clear. I think it happened that first year or two years that I, I came on with Patriots. So that's yeah, all. Yeah, so that, that, that sounds about right. So once, yeah, right. Once every five years or so. Uh, today is one of those days. Five dollar liberties. Five hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, if you bought four of them, that would be two thousand three hundred and twenty. That is ten dollars less than a twenty dollar gold piece. Here's the funny thing: gold's down fifteen dollars. Twenty dollar gold pieces went up today. They went up another ten dollars today. So uh, once again, take advantage. And now we're getting uh, fractional, right? We we talk about a lot of people. Uh, the tenth ounce have been really popular. Uh, silver's been extremely popular because everyone's like, "Hey, I need when the digital currency is is comes in, I'm gonna need things to barter with." Uh, the, these five dollar liberties, this may be something a little bigger, right? Hey, I may be looking at, hey, I want to trade my buddy for a generator, right? They may say, "Hey, we're gonna ban generators. We're gonna uh, what, what have you?" Uh, people are getting. They're power limited, right? Because it's oh well, your your carbon footprint's too big, right? Well, uh, maybe there's going to be a need for something like that. Uh, this is something where you know a little bigger purchase on the five dollar liberties, but five dollar liberties, five hundred and eighty dollars. If you bought four of them, that'd be two thousand three hundred and twenty, which would be ten dollars less than a twenty dollar gold piece at eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two, and as I was telling you, my wife and I were driving. Down, I don't even know how we got on. And we started talking about, uh, you know, just how expensive things were. And I was telling her, you know, when I was growing up, me and my buddies, and this is just a different time. When we were about ten, so I had uh, there was there was me and five other friends. Two of them were a grade below me. Then there was me, and then three of them were a grade above me. We all lived in the same neighborhood. And we all worked for the gym teacher who also ran a little farm. And it was on East Seneca Turnpike. For any of you that uh, have been up to upstate New York, uh, famous road, East Seneca Turnpike, Clark's Reservation was right down the road. And he used to sell sweet corn. You know, 12 for a dollar over the summer, and we'd work the stand and do all that stuff. And uh, he owned a lot of land. And uh, some older boys that were in high school and, you know, and, and most of them, I think, had already graduated high school a long time, they had built a log cabin. And we are like, man, we're going to build a log cabin. And so, you know, our parents were like, yeah, whatever. Just Are you out of the house? Oh, yeah, great. See ya. But by the way, dinner's at 6, Right? Be home at six. And here's five 
nine, ten, uh, well, six of us encountered me, nine, ten, eleven-year-olds. We had two axes and two hatchets with our or with our bikes, uh, dry, riding down the street, and we'd go to the store. And we didn't have, there was no 7-Eleven, there was no Circle K. Uh, we lived in a town, Jamesville. We didn't have a supermarket. You had to go into Syracuse, into DeWitt uh, to do that. So we had the, the, the corner store, you know. And uh, that was back when uh, a pack of baseball cards was 15 cents and it had the gum in it, right? Which, you know, at the time would ruin the card that the gum was, I mean, nobody cared, right? The gum was terrible, but so what, right, you know. And we would always buy a two-liter soda, a Jiffy Pop popcorn, because we'd make a, make a fire, pop some popcorn, uh, get some snacks, right? We, we'd load up on the snacks, Jason, right? A, a Snickers bar was 15 yeah. cents. And then we'd drive out to the woods, and we'd start building this log cabin. Uh, and we did it every summer. And uh, I ended up moving uh, at 13. I ended up moving about two years later. They sent me a picture. They had finally finished it. But when I left, the cabin was was up to my head. Uh, but they finally got it finished, put the roof on. But the Bureau of Labor Statistics re- released this uh, thing about prices for snacks since 1977. So pretty close, pretty close to the era that I was talking about. They said that snack inflation was up 393% over a 46-year period, which would you know average out to over 8% a year on average if you did the math, right? I mean, uh, crazy how expensive things are. They're saying that a 16-ounce bag of potato chips, I don't know how much, is, uh, how much comes in a bag of potato chips anymore because they always shrink it down. The average cost now $6.62. How about that for inflation? Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. The first time in probably four or five years that we can remember anyway. $5 liberties. Less than a 20. Right now you can buy a $5 liberties. For $580, if you bought four of them and you get the same amount of gold as a 20, it'd actually be $10 less today. Uh, 800-951-0592. Continue to add to the portfolio. Like I said, the second half of this year is going to get real, real interesting. Uh, but we are talking about, you know, my childhood. And, I mean, think about today. Could you imagine... Jason, if Brooks saw six ten-year-olds and they had two axes and two hatchets and they got their bikes, they'd probably be on the road, right? Calling the cops or where's your parents, right? That was normal back when I was. That was normal. Hey, what? You know, they're going to go out and build a log cabin. I think there's a few areas of rural Colorado where that's still going on. So that's that. There is probably, a little bit of that. Right. But not, you're right. A few areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, you're right. You're but right. Not, but not very, well, very not at, very much. Right. I looked it up. I want to say well, you know, Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing because I've listened to the whole story and, and about how you and yeah. your wife first started into this conversation. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we could just change the terminology, how quickly could things change when it comes to economics? And what I mean is, the first thing we always say is, look how expensive everything's getting. 
if we just change that to look how bad the money is getting, if we would just do that, maybe really people would right. wake yeah. up. And, and you know what's funny? We always say, hey, the cow's still the cow, right? Yep. But a lot yep. of times with these products, it's not. Because I'm like, I'm like, okay, I, I go shopping with my wife once in a while, and the regular bag of chips is not $6.62. It's not. I know that. So I just Googled Lay's potato chips. And sure enough, what comes up? Walmart. Lay's potato chips, four ninety-eight. But guess what? It's only 13 ounces. Right back in 1977, right? Hey, there is 16 ounces or 18, you know, right? We got, we got a double whammy, right? We've got shrinkflation where they just put less and less chips in the bag, right? And, 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 and that's how they're, so we're, they're, they're trying to even the playing field saying, hey guys, just so you know, uh, that, that same bag of chips that was probably, I don't even know, 59 cents, you know, in the 70s is now, Six dollars and sixty-two cents. The problem is you can't buy sixteen-ounce bags anymore. Uh, you only can buy a thirteen-ounce bag. Well, and, and and I love the term shrinkflation, but keep, keep be reminded it's inflation. Shrinkflation is just inflation. It's just a it's just a way of telling you what type of inflation, right? You can right. put less chips right. in the bag, and it costs the same. Well, that still costs more, or same, you just raise the same. price. Both inflation. Yeah, same, same way we were talking about the worker, right? Hey, I, I let go of a bunch of guys making a hundred to hundred fifty thousand, and replaced them with people making fifty to seventy-five thousand, right? That's that's really you know a way to battle inflation. That exactly. That's exactly how you do it. And then the bit. That's why. That's why Joe. You know, all these numbers, all these statistics, should be taken directly from private business. Government numbers don't count because they can tax the citizens. They don't earn the money. They just take it, right? So all, all uh, economic statistics should be taken from private business, and that will give you a clear picture no matter what's going on in the country of what's actually going, you know, actually happening. And just like you said, shrinkflation, inflation, stagflation, all this stuff, uh, hyperinflation, all this stuff will be measured very easily through private business. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just, you know, thinking about it because I haven't, thought about this in a long time you know we we worked uh at muller's farm and like i said he was the elementary school gym teacher and then he was also the jv basketball coach uh for uh jamesville dewitt high school and uh we paid we got paid two dollars an hour two bucks an hour which man you know, at the end of the week, maybe I'd, I'd get a, 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 a paycheck, and it'd be like $42. Man, I was stinking rich with $42. I was like, man, you know how many baseball cards I can buy and two-liter sodas? I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy, right? And, you know, back, that was back when uh, kids would pump gas. You know, you can't do that now. You get a kid pumping gas, or people freak out, right? Uh, yeah, five bucks. That's what we put in my mom's 1977 Chevy Malibu, right? And, and it pretty much filled the tank, right, with five dollars. Uh, my wife just filled up yesterday eighty dollars, right? I mean, come on. Uh, it, it really is amazing. But my job always, it was always, my, my buddies would always get mad because my job was to, to run the, the, the corn stand, right? Collect the money, 
That was, that was my, I was the money collector. And they would always have to go out there, when we had tomatoes and some other, but they, the farmer would always say, hey, we're going up, you're picking the corn, you're picking the vegetables, Joey, you stay here, and, and you run the stand. And they would always, how come he always gets to, of course, back then you didn't say that to adults. It was, yes, sir. <laughs> Right? I mean, that was how it was. You didn't ask no questions. Yes, sir. And then they'd come back, and then they'd all, be, you know. But I think I figured it out, Jason. I, I, I didn't. I was, I wasn't that smart that back then. But I think the farmer realized, hey, the only one that doesn't steal the money is Joey. So I'm going to leave him in charge. And these other knuckleheads, because they'll, they'll sit there and they'll put, you know, they'll, they'll put the dollars in their pocket. That's the only thing I can think of. I think uh, just being a little bit younger than you, I think I was on the leading edge of complaining about that stuff. <laughs> I was always the one that would actually voice my uh, my employment concerns very loudly and then have to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, hey, it was just a different time, right? You know, uh, put it this way. I grew up in a time where your neighbors were allowed to discipline you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then after your neighbor yelled at you, you got home, and then your parents whooped you for it, right? I mean, that was... That was how I grew up. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know. You never know what we're going to talk about. We're wrapping up a Friday. Final segment here on this Friday, 800 Liberties. $580. Buying four of them actually makes them less than a 20 today uh, by 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, $20 gold pieces, 2330 uh, four, uh, four, uh, five dollar pieces, 2,320, 800, 951, you know, kind of strolled down memory lane. It was the stupid, it was the stack thing that did it. I, I saw the stacks and kind of jogged my memory. My wife and I were talking about candy bars and I, and I was telling her the story about the log cabin and, Baseball cards with the gum in it, and so it just kind of all kind of came together. Now work, working on the farm, you know what? I guess there was another. There could have been another explanation. There could have been. Besides, uh, you know, maybe my friends were a little light with the money. Maybe I was just really bad at picking the 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 the, the, the corn that it was like. Yeah, you you suck. Uh, you could just do that. Because I do that with my wife all the time. Hey, do this, and I'll do it so poorly, she'll never ask me to do it again. You know, food co- uh, creates really strong memories, Joe, that's for sure. And, and I'm wondering if you were picked just because your math was bad, or maybe the other kid's math was bad. You know, hey, he's not, he's not stealing, he just doesn't collect the right amount of money. <laughs> so, so maybe you should, maybe your math was better, Joe. You know, it's so funny because it would be 12 for a dollar. And then any time he would come up, the farmer, Mr. Muller, would come up, and people are checking out, and and he would just start grabbing ears of corn, and he'd start stuffing them in their bag. And then he'd yell at me, come on, Joey, give him a couple extra. I'm like, well, change the sign. Now, of course, I didn't say that, right? No way would I say that back then. He's testing you. He's testing you. Right, right, right. Okay, yes, yes, sir, right, you know. And I'm thinking in my mind, well, dude, if you wanted to give him 13 for a dollar, say 13, right? You know, but no. So, you know, but he got it, though. He He was testing you. He was just testing you. You throw a 14 in one bag and suddenly you're in trouble. He was just testing you to see if, uh, (laughs) you know, if you stick to that sign or not. 
<laughs> I would have stuck to the sign the whole time. Right. Just take oh, the sign. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, sign says 12. You know, that's, that's what you're getting. You're getting 12. So, anyhow, uh, we got the debt ceiling. Just so you know, because we didn't say it today, uh, it passed. Uh, the, the Democrats uh, couldn't wait uh, to pass it as uh, nothing, no spending cuts. They, they said they cut, well, uh, I guess they cut the amount of the increase. So I guess, therefore, they can say it was a cut, but the debt ceiling is now passed. We won't have to go through this again until uh, January 1st, 2025. But as you know, we'll go into emergency measures. Uh, which will probably give them, you know, three or four more months. So whoever's going to be the president next, if, you know, if Biden gets reelected or Trump or somebody else, uh, that, that'll be one of the first things after inauguration day that'll be on there will be, uh, raising the debt ceiling again. And of course, at this point, Jason, uh, we'll probably be talking a number closing in on $40 trillion the next time we have to tackle this. Yeah, yeah, very, very likely. And then, uh, it, it, you know, it just compounds and compounds and compounds. And, uh, what was it? George Bush Jr. was around $5 trillion. Here we are talking about getting to 40 Doesn't take very long, does it, Joe? Yeah, you got that right. 800-951-0592. God bless everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.